This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review speaking with Aaron Barzilai of HerHoopStats.com. And listeners, if you don't recognize HerHoopStats.com, now's the time to start learning about it because I think it's fairly new and we're going to talk about that with Aaron. So, Aaron, first of all, thank you for your time and how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. So let's get into it. What is HerHoopStats.com? Well, HerHoopStats.com is meant to be a easy-to-use and reliable website for statistics about women's basketball. We're focused on the college game for now, since the college game is in season, but we are planning to expand to the WNBA uh, when that season starts. And how do you get all the, the data? How do you get it to put into... I guess, your spreadsheets or whatever software you use. Sure, sure. We, it's all, um, you know, automated, and we are working to uh, leverage the publicly available data that's out there and, um, you know, then kind of really clean it and make sure it's high quality and analyze it and, you know, capture not just some of the traditional statistics that are out there, like points per game, but also some of the advanced statistics that are more commonly used uh, these days in the NBA and in men's college basketball. And what's your background? Well, let's, I mean, let's get my, one of my real serious questions is, how did you get into her hoop stats and why her hoop stats? Uh, yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, definitely one I've gotten a lot of. I mean, to be honest, I've not followed women's college basketball all that closely. My background's been more in the NBA um, uh, for you know a variety of uh, adventures over the years. I worked. Uh, I've been in and around the NBA for I guess to say about ten years. I worked uh, like the first kind of analytics person for the Memphis Grizzlies. I worked for about four years directly for Chris Wallace, the GM there. And then I worked for about two years for the Philadelphia 76ers as their director of basketball analytics. And uh, after that, I've been, you know, freelancing, working a little bit with individual NBA teams, working a little bit with uh, the league office. I've done a little work for an agent, um, and just general kind of freelance kind of data science work um, in the sports space. Uh, the project started because a friend of mine who was an intern uh, at the Sixers when I was there recently joined the staff of the uh, Tennessee Lady Volunteers. And so over the summer, he reached out to me since he knew that I uh, you know, knew a bit about basketball statistics to kind of get a sense about what was available for the women's game. And so I looked around and you know, tried to suggest something, and I really just kind of felt that there wasn't anything uh, that I could really kind of endorse. And so I thought to myself, hey, there's nothing out there. It doesn't seem to be much out there. You know, let's really, um, you know, see if we can fill the void. And so uh, I've been actually quite surprised that something like this hasn't really existed, especially in a way, you know, that really has our focus on ease of use, I think, um, in a way that, you know, makes it just kind of part of the, the men's game, the way, part of the women's game, in the way that, like, Ken Palm um, kind of a de facto standard uh, for men's college basketball and, you know, basketball reference and NBA.com slash stats or stats at NBA.com are the standards for the NBA. So I realized that it was really just an underserved uh, uh, market, I guess you'd say. And, you know, there was an opportunity to, to make our contribution. Did your friend or has your friend with the Lady Vols, was he looking for like 
certain stats in particular or just, you know, general kind of conversation about stats? You know, no, I think it was, you know, just the general kind of uh, baseline level. You know, we call them advanced statistics, but Mm -hmm. they're, pretty commonly available things like offensive rebounding rate, which are, and I'm happy to dig into some of the details with you today, but sure. most of them are not that complicated uh, in the same way that like on base percentage is not that complicated for baseball. And so there's, you know, just kind of a, a core set of, for lack of a better phrase, there are the uh, traditional advanced statistics, uh, offensive rebounding rate being one. And so, you know, he was kind of looking for the whole suite. And so there was some, you know, there was, you know, one option considered that, you know, was a little bit pricier. Um, and, and, you know, you can imagine uh, my sense is that the budgets for women's college basketball teams are not uh, extravagant for investing in things like statistics. And also because they have less um, data has historically been available, there's less of kind of uh, appetite for it or demand, right, because the supply has never existed. So mm-hmm. no one's been able to meet the demand, uh, or the demand never existed since there's no one to get to. So the point is that, uh, you know, my hope is that with this, that will help kind of, you know, grow the game a little bit. I mean, it's not the end all be all. I'm not under any illusions that, you know, everyone's switch over to, man- uh, you know, managing their team and, and, you know, evaluating their game on numbers alone, you know, can't capture everything. But the one thing I think that, you know, we're really offering is doing it in a consistent way, you know, across the nation. We're trying to let people know, um, you know, how they stand. For now, we're just showing national stats. We're going to be showing conference stats fairly soon. And so someone could know, now know that, like, hey, I might be the back, back of point guard on the University of Houston, but I'm actually, you know, 13th in the nation in assist rate or something, mm-hmm. which is really just impossible to know right now. And, uh, my goodness, I, and full disclosure to people listening, I am now a subscriber member at herhoopstats.com and and I went to the to the website and I think I, I I tweeted this last week. I'm old school, so some of these stats I'm not used to just yet. So I'm learning as I navigate throughout the site. So what's been the response and feedback from from the site so far? You know, the the response has really been una- pretty much unanimously positive. If people like yourself that have found it um, are, um, you know, very happy with it. I think that a lot of people are, you know, learning what some of these different statistics mean. Uh, and, you know, we've intentionally made the decision to make sure that it's accessible by showing both, you know, per game stats and like per possession stats, for instance, so that if you're more familiar with points per game and rebounds per game and whatnot, you know, all that information's there. You know, hopefully, I would recommend over time, I hope people will be getting to, for instance, evaluate rebounding based on rebounding rate. And so that stat's right there, too. And so if you're familiar with that stat, we've got it for you. If you uh, are not, so if you're more, I think what I was saying was if you're more familiar with, you know, kind of the, the newer, more emerging stats, like re- defensive rebounding rate, you know, then, then you got what you need. But we're just trying to make sure that if you haven't ever heard of it, we've got defensive rebounds per game side by side with it. And, you know, maybe over time, some, you know, hopefully significant portion of our subscribers will migrate from some of the per game stats, which have some challenges to some of the, you know, slightly better measures that, that are out there. How often is the website updated? We're updating it uh, once, uh, I guess, morning, you'd say, so we're trying to capture it once a night. Uh, at the moment, we're not trying to do live, 
uh, although that's something that's definitely on our radar. We have a lot of ideas for enhancements to the site and, and core features we want to be sure we're adding. But, you know, we want to also make sure we have our base down. And we also felt that even at the stage we're in, it's, you know, offering enough value to the community that it was ready to, to release to the world. And it also has the benefit that, um, you know, we're getting lots of great feedback about ways to make it even better. How many people besides you are working at the site? How, I mean, how many hands are involved in getting all this done? Well, I would say uh, I've been able to um, involve two of my uh, sort of friends slash former colleagues, uh, Neil Fees and Sava Sturtzglue, and they really kind of helped build it. So the three of us have kind of been working on it together. Of course, they were all uh, available. And, you know, again, we've been three U.S. I mean, certainly as a business idea, we're trying to really make sure this is a sustainable long-term thing, but we really see it as, you know, somewhere between a, a business idea and a, a public service. As I said, it's really a shame um, some of the challenges that the women's basketball game had as far as, um, you know, having access to good statistics. And so we want to make sure that happens. And then we also have um, Grace Dickman, uh, who plays uh, Division Three basketball, uh, is uh, kind of running our social media side of things and doing a great job trying to tweet out lots of, um, you know, kind of useful information we think our subscribers and even those that are not yet subscribed will find interesting. Have you heard or come across any uh, radio or TV broadcasters use any of the statistics during a broadcast yet? Um, I don't think that's happened. Certainly that's part of our goal, and we're mm -hmm. definitely uh, reaching out and talking to people. I've had some really good conversations. You mentioned, uh, I think, Carol Lawson talked a bit with Debbie Antonelli as well, who's very supportive, um, and talking to a bunch of other people behind the scenes. So, um, you know, we're definitely looking to, I, I mean, to me, I think the number one challenge is there's the technical challenge of building the site and having all the data and doing all the calculations and making it reliable and all that work. But even more than the technical challenge, I think, is the need to kind of address the kind of making the community aware of it and kind of teaching people more about what's possible and what's out there. And so one of our biggest challenges is really just reaching the women's basketball community. Uh, I've been fortunate to know a lot of uh, influential people in the NBA community, but of course I think that's not, you know, there's certainly some overlap, but I think a lot of women's college basketball fans don't follow the NBA, and I think a lot of NBA fans don't follow women, women's college basketball. And so, you know, I thought that's one of the reasons I really appreciate you having me on is to help us, you know, spread to the word to the spread the word to the people we think, you know, really would be interested in, in what we're offering and her hoop stats. Sure, my pleasure. This is this is the numbers overwhelm me to to a point, but I'm just all about you know helping the game of women's college basketball grow. So I'm glad to be a part of this as well, and I was very glad that you agreed to to speak with me. Have you heard from anyone at the NTA about uh, the advanced metrics that you at hoopstat herhoopstats.com? From the NCAA itself, no, but I've definitely spoken to, uh, I guess, at least one uh, commissioner. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a number of our early subscribers have been coaches. So, uh, you know, not surprisingly. Uh, and so, so I think we're, there's definitely kind of interest from the people that are uh, kind of aware of, of the role uh, that statistics can play and, and, and some of these different statistics can play in uh, understanding uh, how teams are performing, teams and players are performing. When did the the uh, site launch? 
You know, we launched really we uh, we launched about a week ago, I guess probably. Okay, that's what I thought. Eight days ago. Yeah, no, you were definitely an early adopter, Chris. So okay, I, I appreciate. It. And you know, so like I said, our biggest challenge. We, uh, you know, obviously we had originally intended to uh, do it before the season really started, but uh, you know, we wanted in particular uh, the UConn Notre Dame game, which gave us a, a great impetus to uh, make sure that we got everything uh, polished to a point we were comfortable uh, putting it out. And so now we're kind of in the mode where we're rolling, you know. Um, trying to just kind of spread the word and make sure we're kind of letting people know about what we're doing. And, uh, yeah. Have you seen any metrics that indicate success or metrics that, you know, I don't want to say failure, but not success? Well, I mean, certainly I think there's many levels to that question, right? Sometimes, People ask me, like, what's the one stat that, you know, we should focus on as a team or whatever to, you know, succeed? And there's no magic formula to um, the way you uh, play basketball and win. You, you see it in the NBA. You see it in the men's game. Um, you see it in the women's game as well, right? Uh, Gulf Coast, right? They just upset Kentucky, mm-hmm. I guess. That right. was, was that like Wednesday or something, right? And so they're... You know, I think over half their shots are threes. I was looking up before earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're leading the nation, right? And then other teams, you know, Tate, that are very successful. Um, I think I'm pretty sure, uh, let me look this up really quick, but I think that maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Louisville that I was looking at? Uh, yeah, Louisville, you know, only, I guess, 26.7% of their um, shots are threes. Uh, as of, you know, after yesterday's game and, you know, obviously we're recording this on a Monday since after the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they're, they rank 279th out of the 349 Division One teams and how often they shoot the three. They're basically in the bottom 20% of how often they shoot the three. Um, at the same time, they're hitting thir- over 39%, 39.3% so far this season. That's 23rd out of 349. So they don't take them that often. So when they do take them, they're like in the top you know, call it 6% of the country as far as how accurate they are. Um, and so, you know, things like that are the kinds of insights that you can at least see from the stats. And then you can ask the question, well, what would happen if instead of taking 27% of their shots uh, as threes, they took 30% as threes or 33% as threes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, certainly the more th- you got to, you have to imagine that part of the reason, you know, they have good shooters, right? <laughs> but also, they're uh, taking good three-pointers. They're taking very few three-pointers. Presumably, they're taking the three-pointers that are easiest to make. And so, as you take more threes, presumably, you won't hit as many of them because you're starting to take harder and harder shots. But, you know, maybe they could, you know, move a little bit up the spectrum, shoot them a few more often, and that could end up paying off in the long run. And I pulled up the site, too. So, let's look up. Uh, Houston. Sure. Yeah, I apologize. I didn't spend a lot of time prepping. <laughs> oh no, I'm just. This is. Report. I'm just. Oh no, I was. You know, you click on them and just read the numbers and then give a kind of like an explanation of what the numbers mean. Sure. I mean, I think the thing that when I so a couple of things we really focused on uh, making the site easy to use on the phone. We're hoping that people will be, for instance, at a game or just kind of around on their lunch break or in line at the, the grocery store and they'll want to scan stuff. And we've really focused on trying to have um, a great experience when you're in a kind of a mobile uh, environment. 
um, in the desktop, we've got a different layout to reflect that, you know, you've got a wider screen. Mm-hmm. And so we're showing multiple, right now we're showing multiple, uh, seasons at a time. One thing that jumps out is the big improvement that, uh, Houston has, right? We've color coded teams, um, in their kind of rank or their percentile. So you mm-hmm. can figure out, or so you can easily see when teams are like the top 10% of the nation, kind of top third or bottom third or bottom 10%. And so it's quite clear, um, that, you know, they've been, uh, subpar, let's just say. Uh, I mean, they have been, so yes, no, no question. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, this year, right, I believe they're eight and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they're winning, it looks like they're winning by about five points per game. You know, one thing that's really an important concept that, you know, I hope over time, um, people will, uh, begin to appreciate is, you know, the per game stats are great, but they're, in, in, and they're really kind of the first level, the first order stats, mm-hmm. but they're influenced by a couple of things. For teams, they're influenced by pace, um, because some teams are playing up and down very fast. In fact, looking at this, I see Houston has, is playing at the, at the 14th, uh, fastest pace of anyone in the country, which is like a huge contrast with a team like Virginia, who I think maybe has the fifth slowest pace. Um, and so, that can make a real big difference, right? If you're getting up and down the court an extra five times, like it's not going to be surprising that you are going to score more. And so that's why Houston looks like they're maybe uh, in the top 20% in terms of points per game. But um, because they're playing that, that they're helped by the fact that they're playing at a very fast pace in terms of how many points they score every time they go, you know, up and down the floor, they're basically average. They're the median, they're, um, 52nd percentile. And so that's an important concept that we're trying to introduce, uh, and make more widely available. The idea that you, you want to be judging teams, you know, not just on points per game, but on, say, points per, in this case, we multiply by 100, so points per 100 possessions, but it's basically points per possession. Okay. And so Does that make sense? Oh, yes. So, so I'm looking at Great. Houston and the, the per possession overview. Yes. Per 40 minutes. Uh, does that mean they're ranked 14th this year so far? Is that what we're looking exactly. at? Exactly. Okay. moment. They look like they're 14th out of 349 teams. But, so they're going up basically in a typical game. Mm-hmm. They're going up and down the floor about 79 times, which is, again, quite high. Okay. In contrast to that, Virginia, where are they? Well, I'm sorry, Villanova is only going up 65 times. So that's a pretty big difference. You know, that's coaching that really, if you're only looking at per game stats, you know, that's, uh, you know, basically what, 79, I said, versus mm-hmm. 65, right? So it's like 14 times up and down the floor. So that's more points for people to get, that's more rebounds for people to get, more assists, field blocks. And so if you're only judging, the, you know, like if you're a Villanova fan and you're judging the players based on, uh, you know, their per game stats, they're kind of they're kind of getting hurt. You know, it's the classic thing everybody talks about. You know, again, these Per possession, it sounds like a very fancy, advanced kind of statistic, but like everybody's familiar with the concept of people that are able to kind of pad their numbers because they're playing on it with a really fast pace and, you know, coach lets them shoot as much as they want and, and all that sort of thing. And that's really all, you know, per possession is about. It's just kind of controlling for how fast teams are playing. And what other stats or what stats in the other just list, what stats you can find, you know, subscribers can see at herhoopstats.com. Gotcha. Sure. Well, so we only, we start out with, um, you know, again, all of the traditional stats people are familiar with, right? Points per game, rebounds per game, 
all uh, that sort of thing. And then, um, you know, it just steals, you know, everything you'd expect. Uh, then we, uh, you know, one thing we have that I, I think is pretty hard, to, relatively hard to find other places, we don't just have field goal percentage, free throw percentage, and three-point percentage. We also explicitly are calculating a uh, two-point percentage as well, which is, again, it's very easy to do math on. If you know someone's field goal percentage and someone's three-point percentage to figure out what their two-point percentage is, but it's been surprisingly unavailable historically. So, again, those are some traditional stats. But then what we also are doing on the shooting side, for instance, is we're trying to not just look at field goal percentage, but looking at some more advanced measures that are really accounting for factors that we all know about, but, you know, in a lot of cases haven't taken the time to calculate. So one thing that's really important, of course, is the value of a three-pointer, right? So when you're looking at field goal percentage, it treats twos and threes as the same, but in fact, you know, a three-pointer is much more valuable. So we have a statistic that some of your listeners might not be familiar with called effective field goal percentage, you know, widely accepted. Um, on the men's side, yep. and it's basically adjusting your field goal percentage to account for the value of a three-pointer. So that's, you know, one pretty simple uh, metric that, you know, maybe sounds a little scarier to people that haven't heard of it than it actually is. You know, the next level after effective field goal percentage is a stat called true shooting percentage. And there, what we're trying to do is not just get at um, the value of twos and threes, but also the value of getting to line. You know, we often hear about a player that scored you know, let's say uh, 15 points on 10 shots. Uh, and so one way to do that would be to um, go five for 10 from three. Um, but another way to do that would be to go, you know, let's say five for 10 from two, and then also go five for 10 from the free throw line, right? Because you get 10 points from your two pointers and then five out of 10, five more points would you get you to 15. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, you know, when we just talk about field goal percentage, we're kind of giving you those times you probably tried to shoot it five times and got fouled. And that's why you got 10 uh, free throws. And we don't really ever count that as an attempt, but it's really you used up a possession in the same way you would have if you hadn't, if you hadn't gotten fouled and had just missed the shot. And so, True shooting percentage is accounting for those what we call true shooting attempts. They're kind of hidden true sh hidden shooting attempts at some okay. level, and it recognizes that you really use 15 of you know true shots mm -hmm. to get your uh, 15 points, and so that's way less efficient than if you'd only use the 10 from your field goal attempts. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah, so those are a little fancier. Some other ones that I think make a, uh, a little bit more sense, for instance, is something like three-point rate. We're trying to measure how often you shoot threes. I mentioned that earlier um, in the context of Louisville. Uh, and those are some, some sort of classic ones. We're also showing you your opponent stats, so we can see not just, you know, how often, for instance, your free throw rate, how often you're getting to the line, but we can look at your opponent free throw rate, which can be a little different than how often you foul, a little different than your foul rate. Um, so that's just a few of the stats. You know, we have them for all the teams. We have them for all the players as well. And, you know, mostly the stats are similar, as you'd expect. I mean, effective field goal percentage is effective field goal percentage, whether you're talking about a team or a player. There's a couple that are uh, specific for players. For instance, an important stat is your usage rate, which is basically how many of the uh, plays you're using um, for your team with either like a shot um, a turnover or getting fouled. And so that's when you can find out if someone's, you know, really 
the uh, the fulcrum of your offense or whether they're rarely shooting. It's a nice way to quantify that. And then I think one of the critical stats that we show on the team side, um, again, is your just your overall numbers, how many points you score per 100 possessions, how many points you allow per 100 possessions, and then your margin of victory, um, not just measured by game, which we also have, but per 100 possessions, as we talked about earlier. And since, you know, I am in Houston and I am mm-hmm. the Houston Round Bar Review, want to acknowledge the Rice Owls, another Houston school, they rank 10th currently in, in the true shooting percentage well, at 57.5%. So you just want to acknowledge them as well and not get people thinking that I'm only focusing on the Houston Cougars. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm taking this all in and some of these numbers, some of my colleagues are much more into the utilizing the advanced metrics than I am. So I am inching forward into this um, 21st century numbers and stuff, but I am a numbers guy too. So it's kind of strange that I didn't, you know, adapt to this stuff sooner. Uh, but uh, this stuff is, it, it fascinates me too, Aaron. So I'm really going to uh, look more into this, spend more time on the, the website and start uh, utilizing the numbers, some of the numbers in some of my, my game summaries as well, which I'll probably have to explain what the number means in writing too. So that's fine too, but that's not a problem. But no, I appreciate it. And that's really what we're hoping, right? Is that this will just become, you know, just part of the everyday discourse that no one's really had this tool in their toolbox in a very uh, easy to use way. And, and, you know, over time people will be able to look at it. Right. So I'm just looking at rice since you mentioned them. Uh, I guess I have a few friends that are our alumni. And so one thing that's pretty impressive about them, right, is they're looks like they're 27th in three-point percentage and 33rd in the nation in two-point percentage. So they're very consistent, which is why when you put it together, um, their true shooting percentages is top 10. And, and one thing that's a fascinating contrast to, say, Louisville is that um, they shoot about the same from three so far this season. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think we said Louisville – shooting, what, 27% of their shots for three? We could be Rice. Um, 42% of their shots are three right now, So, which is like, you know, on the high side, they're uh, 25th in the nation in that. So, you know, it really kind of can reveal a little bit about the styles, right? It doesn't, and I want to be clear, it doesn't reveal everything. Sure. There's a ton of information that is not <laughs> captured in the data, and in particular in college and in particular um, at this, you know, even this early in the season, right? So, what, eight and two, I think they said. It said, um, you know, they played very few teams. They haven't started the uh, conference schedule yet. And so, you want to be careful not to overreact. Um, I was watching, well, I forget which game it was, right? But uh, Mabry, right, um, was, I think, shooting 20% going into the game. And then she wrote like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, right. And then she goes like three or four, um, I think, in the first half or something like that. Another game, you kind of game. And so, um, you know, memory might not quite be right on that, but it was something along those lines. And, you know, that's why, you know, you have to always keep in mind, you know, just because, you know, someone's a 20% shooter so far this season, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be, uh, you know, a 20% uh, shooter for the whole season. And, and that's why you can't rely on this too much. We think it's an important tool. We think it's something people should be looking at. We think there's lots of kind of interesting uh, information about teams that we think that, you know, your uh, followers are going to really enjoy and appreciate you including. But at the same time, you know, there's plenty that we recognize is not included. And to that end, um, what have you heard, what feedback have you gotten that folks would like to see 
at herhoopstats.com? You know, there's a few different things. We're, um, you know, there's some very obvious features that we are working on, um, things like showing the future schedule. Uh, so we can see right now their last game for Rice was against Incarnate Work. But we uh, don't haven't quite listed yet their future schedule, so we're going to work on adding that. Um, a little more detailed uh, data at the box score level. We've given these season stats. We haven't really talked about, you know, dug into how many essentially points per shot uh, Mabry had in that Utah-Notre Dame game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking to add that as well. And then, as I mentioned, we really want to build, I think the other kind of main feature that we're uh, excited about is doing a little more, um, kind of like ratings, right? So the key feature is we're going to, you know, roll out um, over the course of the season uh, her hoop stats rating where we're kind of ranking everybody, um, you know, 1 to 349 in the same way that Ken Palm does for the men's side. And we think that'll be uh, very exciting as well. And uh, do you get the stats info from the school, specifically from the school or from the conference, or where do you get that information from? Like the schedule? You know, like that, we're using publicly available information. Okay. There's some sources that, that we can get. And, uh, you know, we're always trying to kind of assess what the right way to do that is and get it in a reliable um, and cause effective fashion. Fantastic. All right, Aaron, I really appreciate this. And hopefully um, this will grow and will reach the goals that you and your colleagues have, you know, are visualizing. And I hope it does catch on uh, through basketball circles and in the media, and especially because media will help spread the word about the, the, uh, the website and what it offers and provides. Because I think the coaches, mm, many of them, especially the ones who are like numbers, what will, appreciate it and catch on and then because uh, some of them are, are younger you know and then because you know some media are old school and older school than me shall shall i say who may be slower to catch on than, than the younger members of the media but this has been a lot of fun and i really commend you for for taking time to start this and, and track it so is there anything you want to mention before we wrap it up well, I just mostly wanted to say thanks again for uh, taking the time to uh, have me on and then telling your uh, your listeners, your followers uh, about the site. And I do hope it'll become a part of how you're uh, doing your job on a day-to-day basis. I'd also encourage everybody um, to check out, try out the site, herhoopstats.com. That's H-E-R-H-O-O-P-S-T-A-T-S.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at herhoopstats. And you can follow us on Facebook as well. Again, her hoop stats. So uh, really, I just invite everybody to uh, give it a try. There's some information we're making, um, you know, available for free. And you know, I really uh, be eager to get your feedback about what we can do to make the site more useful for the women's basketball community. Aaron Barzalaya of herhoopstats.com. Thank you for your time, and hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Take care.